This is episode 105 of the Rising Man podcast with Duke Sayer. Man is affected not by events, but by the view he takes on them. Greetings and good rising family. Jetty Azuma here, your host, ready to deliver another dose of Rising Man medicine to you. If you're looking to get more involved with the Rising Man movement, be sure to go to risingman.org. All Rising Man content, events, and information will now be housed at risingman.org. And yes, that includes podcast downloads and all the information for each and every episode. If you're a man without a men's circle, wait no longer. Join the Rising Man Fire Circle for just $67 a month. You get access to your own men's team, monthly training calls with me, guest presenters, and so much more. Trust me, guys, this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. There's no excuse for you to be lone wolfing it anymore. And if you're feeling the call to ceremonially mark your passage into manhood, to clarify your purpose, and to create lifelong brotherhood with nine other men, then apply to participate in our four-day vision fast called Compass. All that information and links to apply are over at risingman.org. Okay, my guest for today is Duke Sire. Duke is a self-awareness, purpose, and relationship coach. After spending 12 years working on his business, trying to fix his physical ailments, and trying to sort out his personal and business life, finally found the energy tools and techniques that actually work. And he brought them here to the podcast to share with us today. In this episode, Duke and I talked about the popularity of victim culture, why so many of us are stuck in our victimhood, stuck in our feelings, and what we need to do about that. The importance of generational, social, and cultural differences and how they affect us in our lives, how tumultuous life situations can turn into deeper understanding and higher perception, stoicism, what it is and how it can be useful in the response to adversity, and the power of leading by example, especially in coaching and personal growth. This and so much more, without further ado, Duke Sayer. All right, fam. Got another amazing man on the show today, joining us all the way from the UK. Duke Sayer, my man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm currently in the UK. Yeah, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Where, where are you typically based these days? What my heart says is home is uh, San Diego, closely followed by Bali, then followed by London. So yeah, that's, yeah. not that's, such a bad life, man. San Diego, Bali, in the UK. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of you know like everyone everyone has like where their soul expands and feels most in their power. And for me, San Diego is definitely that place for whatever reason. Yeah, it's definitely home. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you taking time to be on here today. We've got a great conversation that we're dialed up to have. We were already warming it up before I hit record. But let's start off here where I start with everybody. Contextual question. For you, what is the difference between a boy and a man? For, for my own personal experience and, and many and many clients have, have come my way, I guess it's that pivot, that declaration, I think, that everyone needs to go through when you truly break through and really transform to such a degree that internally, externally, everything starts transforming, alarming, and like a fast pace. And that is where you realize everything is guiding you towards yourself or guiding you towards a deeper understanding or guiding you towards a better experience or just another experience that hasn't necessarily got to be good or bad. And you really take responsibility for that and you realize everything that's shown up it's just a reflection of what your ego is willing to let in from the universe or God or your higher self, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's that, it's that pivotal moment you realize, actually, I'm in charge of everything. And that part of me, which is looking for acknowledgement or acceptance or someone else to be there for me or someone else to give me permission, you, you, you move past that and you go, actually, I'm in charge. What do I want to experience? What do I want to create? What do I want to attract? To me, that's, that's the pivotal moment. Right, man. Like It's almost as though our conscious self that's happening beneath the surface is ordering up all these experiences specifically for what we need, for specifically for what we need in our lives. And I agree with that wholeheartedly, man. For some reason, we've adopted this belief, most of us, that it should be easy. It should just come our way. They should be a more comfortable than it tends to be. And these challenges that we get, that we have to confront, it's like, why me? That, that, that pity party that we throw. So well, first of all, why do you think that happens? Because I know this is the, this is kind of what we were talking about before we started recording. Yeah, I, th- I think, well, from a kind of higher level, spiritual and quote unquote explanation, we get lost in our ego. We get lost in the fear. And we forget who we truly are. And I guess, you know, it's kind of what you're saying. For me, I would call it when the soul is permeating the ego, when, you, when your soul has decided, actually, I've built up enough skills. Let's just say 
you're always looking for acceptance. And as a young boy, you made the decision, okay, I'm going to make the money or I'm going to be really good at marketing or I'm going to be the life and soul of the party. Whatever, whatever ascribed meanings of how you would get that love or how you would get that attention, how you would get that acceptance that your soul basically says at some point, cool, we've got enough skills to actually meet our purpose and be on purpose. We don't need to be that person anymore from a place of fear. We've embodied those skills now from a place of non-attachment. Let's move forward powerfully as someone who commands acceptance just because of who we are rather than we're looking for it. So for me, it is the soul permeating the ego. Mm, okay, so if I'm following you, it's that's the threshold that you're just describing is when you know the distinction between a boy and a man is saying, okay, I recognize now that I've I've made it to this point. I've accumulated some experiences and a skill set. I don't. I no longer look at the world as my enemy, but my opportunity. Something more along those lines. Yeah, does, that, yeah. does that sound yeah, about right? 100%. Yeah, because there's this conversation of victimhood that is very present out here in the space, you know. And I think it's, I think it's a very relevant one, especially for the millennial generation. You know, the, those of us who are in our 20s and 30s, for one reason or another, we we look at the world as something that should be ta- serving us or taking care of us as a sense of entitlement is what we hear a lot. And frankly, I think a lot of us catch a bad rap as, as a collective. There's a bad rap for, for millennials that we all think things should be handed to us, but there's some truth in it too. And when we're talking about victimhood, I always think about the, the something that you said right before we started here was beginning to look at the world as things are happening for us and lining up for us and that you can't become the strongest, most capable version of yourself unless you've been tested under duress under challenge under under, under I, was literally, I was literally just i was so, literally just thinking that and i think you know some people would promote the idea that you know men were more in their masculine pre-war and the average man could lift his body weight above his shoulders whereas now most men kind of wouldn't even know how that feels and all these kind of old school ways of looking at masculinity but i think you know at the same time you know, I, I look at my dad and, you know, frankly, the things I saw him do growing up, you know, physically he was a machine and he did things that, you know, almost you kind of look at and think, wow, most nowadays people would look at that and not even think that was possible from a physical aspect. But also, you know, I think older generations, they knew, they knew hardship to a degree, maybe more if you want to, you know, get on the kind of bad rap for the millennials. I guess maybe there are more and more people these days, especially in the West who, unless they've been through some kind of major trauma, maybe haven't experienced hardship to such a degree that they haven't had to dig deep and find out who they are. And, and I think, you know, one thing I've definitely noticed, I'm sure you've noticed the same, people who end up kind of becoming leaders, people who end up waking up, people who end up helping others wake up and raise consciousness. There's definitely one thing in common that it tends to be some kind of major trauma or there tends to be a huge awakening or something has happened that has, you know, completely mess up their life they've then had to dig deep and find out who they are and come out of it and you know from a soul's perspective you know until you feel that contrast it's harder to have perspective so if your life is always looking a certain way and, and you haven't really had much hardship you haven't had the depths of hell or pain or anguish then <laughs> your yeah. your ability to perceive between two different things isn't as strong, but when you've been taken to a deeper place, your, your scope and your range of perception is increased. And to the point where, you know, mm-hmm. your, your sense of beingness, your, your, all of your senses are heightened through that range when, you, when you've been taken through that hardship. So I think, you know, from a, for it to answer kind of what you're saying, I think we have a kind of softer, easier life these days. And it's often not until people have had that awakening that they get taken through that mess that they then kind of have to fight out of it, that then they, they have a different perception that pulls them towards their purpose. Sure, sure. I, I love what you're saying. There's a lot to unpack in there. So let's, <laughs> let's, start, with, let's start with this part, because I, I agree. I think a lot, of, a lot of us, you know, speaking in my generation, I'm 32 years old, so anybody who's you know, 10 years younger than me or 10 years older than me in that, in that window, life has been relatively easier for for many of us not all of us of course everyone has their own circumstances but it's been generally easier we haven't had to go undergo the same challenges of previous generations that's not to say we have, we've been without challenge in fact i think a lot of folks in in my cohort our cohort are guys who are struggling and suffering in this 
in this lost place of what is my purpose? Life is so easy. I don't yeah, even yeah. know where to begin. And so I see a lot of guys who are, you know, addicted to substances, who are addicted to video games, addicted to something because they don't have any reason to get off the couch. There's nothing driving them. There's no survival instinct that's being initiated because of the circumstances of their lives. So, so what do you think about that? Because I don't think it's, there's a part of me that says, well, everybody needs to go through some of that hardship. But then uh, of course, you also don't want to invite certain <laughs> hardships into your, into your life. So how do you what, what are your well there's definitely something to be said for stoicism you know there's definitely something to be said you know take a plane to a country you know 500 miles away with 50 quid in your or 50 dollars in your back pocket and try and find your way home you know you have to you have to dig deep and find ways chat to people be a bit fly you know and 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 I know many successful entrepreneurs who you know put themselves through the paces on purpose? They 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 take themselves to a town with five dollars in their pocket. I know someone right now. I think he's starting. I think tomorrow. You know he's doing he's he's box jumping Mount Everest. And one of the things he's saying is by doing that amount of you know taking himself to such a physical hardship. You know it sculpts his character. You know it, and so so of course you don't want to kind of set the intention, universe. Hey universe, bring me some shit. Fuck my life up. But at the same time, right. you know, a certain level of stoicism where you where you might get to that place where you don't feel as inspired. And I'm and I'm sure anyone listening to this who's ever started a business, I can definitely see a trend. The first two years of business, whatever business I've had, come out of the blocks really strong. You're inspired. You've been pulled towards something. You're working your freaking ass off. You make a ton of money. And then you start, for me, once you start getting past the 10K a month mark, you start getting past the 10K a month mark. And unless you are reintending, reassessing, reconfiguring, framing the benefits on a continual basis, really connecting with the overall vision from an egoic place and a soulful place, it's very easy for me, I think, when you hit that 10K, 10K a month mark to not feel inspired and to really kind of feel like... You know what? What's what's the point? You know, and I think and I think many people mm-hmm. many people suffer with that. And I feel, you know, con- putting yourself like I said, stoicism, putting yourself in a place of contrast on purpose is actually a great way of igniting that flame and refeeling and re-remembering how fortunate you are and what other people are going for, be, going through. And even for me, it sounds ridiculous. I've, I mean, I've only come back to England. I mean, it's not like the harshest of conditions, but <laughs> I know when I go back to Bali in a couple of weeks, Bali is going to feel even more awesome, even more amazing, having sunshine and having decent food and everything else. And that, and that just shows you that if, if, but if I stayed in Bali for three months, maybe by month two, I would start to feel a little bit like, meh. And I, and I think that's just human nature. And I think, yeah, being aware of it from the get-go is going to help you keep moving towards your purpose that much more powerfully. Mm. Yeah, I, there's something in that, in what you just said, that it can be that simple. As simple as stepping out of your comfort zone. It doesn't have to be getting on a plane, one-way ticket, 50 bucks in your pocket. Certainly can be. That might be a huge leap for someone who's listening here right now. Even just going down the street and volunteering at a local community shelter, volunteering yeah. to help out mentoring some some children, asking that girl out on a date that you've been scoping for months. All of these are steps outside of our comfort zones and they lead to growth because the pathway through is, is, is discomfort. Going all the way back to what I was saying, I think it's important not to be, to be intentional and not to be chaotic or frantic with your choices of inviting this discomfort into your life. You know, if, if, if there's something in you, I know that's what it was for me when I left the East coast to come out to the West coast and I just had a backpack and a one-way ticket. That's what it was for me. There was something in me that said, you got to get out of here because if you stay here, this is what it's going to be like. It's not going to change. Yeah. I think there's a, a point of recognition where you see, yeah, that's what I need. I don't know why. I don't know what. I don't know where, but this is not it. Something <laughs> must happen taking action. And I think as well, there's something to be said for that. I think if anyone's listening to this and you feel stuck in any way, in your life. I think one of the biggest issues in the personal and spiritual development world in the men's help landscape, one of the, I think one of the biggest issues that people hold, which is holding them back is let's just say you're in a job you don't like, or let's just say you, you know, your business you don't particularly love, or your relationship isn't going amazing, or you're struggling with your health or whatever it might be, whatever, you know, where you live doesn't light you up. And a lot of people are running the internal dialogue of, oh, when this next when I get this job, then it will change. 
or when I, when I succeed to a certain amount in my business, then I'm going to move to Spain or when I move to the next town with my girlfriend then things are going to change. And you know, that is all coming from fear. That is all coming from control. That's all coming from your ego and your mind and your subconscious. And that's not how the universe works. Exactly what you just shared, Jimmy, mm. the way the universe works is you take that leap of faith, then you get what you want. And, you know, being mm. able to, you know, as the Vikings did, burn your boats and know there's no way going back. Even if you're not feeling inspired, if you can elicit that change, if you can set that up with awareness, okay, I'm going to go and do this and completely wipe the state clean and let go of a load of things. Watch new things flood into your life. Watch you feel inspired again, because you don't, you don't even realize how much of your current reality is just a, it's just a form of the projection of your mind, of your beliefs, of the decisions, of how you see yourself. And when you completely remove yourself from that, again, it's that contrast. You get a whole new perception and you're allowing things from the universe that you may not have even been able to see come towards you had you stayed where you were. Mm. Yeah. So for you, where does trust come into this conversation? Because I think a lot of the fears that we have about stepping outside of that comfort zone have to do with logic and reason and, and trying to strategize in our minds. So at what point do you bring trust into the conversation as a way to navigate past that? Well, I think the difference between trust in yourself, trust in other people, trust in life, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. And I think, you know, it's good to have awareness of all three. And even when it comes to the conscious, the money, how, how much you trust money, so, you know, your body, whatever. But let's just say yourself, people and life. You know, it's, I think it's our job to, with awareness, ascertain to ourselves. okay, what would I, what would I need to see in myself? And what would I need to see, hear, feel, experience in myself that I could then trust in myself that I've, I've said I'm going to do something and I see it through. And whether that's big, whether that's small, whatever that feedback is for yourself, and let's just, let's just say, okay, I'm going to make X amount of money next month. And I'm going to do all these, these things are going to make that amount of money. Every single time we do that and then we don't meet it. Or every single time we're going to, oh, we're going to lose five pounds and then we don't do it. Or I'm going to ask that girl out and we don't do it. That is just giving the ego ammunition to say, you know, remember that, you know, without us realizing when we say we're going to go to the West Coast and, and go to the other side of the country, our ego is going subconsciously, yeah, remember that time you're going to ask the girl out, you didn't. Remember that time you're going to lose weight, you didn't. Remember that time you got the job, you yeah. didn't. And it's got thousands and thousands and thousands of these case studies waiting to remind you whether you're aware <laughs> of it or not. So one of the first things with trusting ourselves. Whether you start small or do it big, it doesn't really matter for me, but it's always easier and more preferable. Start putting in the small wins. Okay, in the next two weeks, I'm going to do five minutes of breath work every day. And it doesn't even matter about the fact of whether it's breath work or whether it's abs or whether it's push-ups. It doesn't matter. The fact is, if you get to those end of the two weeks, you've now just got a massive compensation for your ego and for your, and your subconscious mind, the little boy in you to start trusting in yourself. Actually, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And the more you do that, mm. your ego starts to trust yourself and that really helps. And then when it comes to other people, you know, other people in your life, of course, there can be a lot of attachment or detachment to how other people have treated your life, how, how you think other people see you. It's great to go into like self-imagery work and things like that as it relates to other people. Again, ask yourself, what is it you are secretly wanting to hear, see, experiencing from experience from other people. What is it you always wanted to hear from your mum, from your dad? Secretly, you know, what is that little boy in you desperately want to hear from your dad, desperately want to hear from your mum when you do X? And we tuning into the saboteurs which is secretly running because here's the thing, most people, let's just say hundred K, a lot of people are like, I want to make a hundred K a year, but they never make it. You know, you meet all these people and they might even be stuck at 30 K or 80 K and they never make this elusive hundred K a year. And that's because the little mm. boy in them, that part of their ego, yes, you consciously want to make a hundred K, but then that part of you is saying, whoa, 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 whoa. What if we make a hundred K a year and then actually our dad never says he's proud of us. I'd rather not risk mm. find that out. Let's just stay where we are. You know, so, you, so you've got to really tune into what is it you're secretly looking into, looking for from your family members growing up, what is it you didn't get? And really then, once you get that awareness, you can start to really tune into when you don't trust other people or trust how other people are going to be there for you. What is secretly, what is the subplot? What is the undercurrent, which is really running how you show up and running those leaps of faith you take or you don't take? And then of course, God, universe, life, whatever you want to call it. You know, a lot of people whether they believe in God or believe in the universe, a lot of us, again, we've made decisions in our life, especially when we feel like we've been shafted by life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us have made these decisions 
subconsciously without even realizing, you know, when, when I was being sexually abused, I made a decision that God wasn't there for me. Universe wasn't there for me. You know, it was one of the big decisions I made. Not only, you know, and I, as a kid, I was like, if, if, you know, if God, he's not there for me. Da, da, da. And it's just a complete declaration of aloneness that not only are people there for me, if there's something beyond, that's not there for me either. And until I mm. re-remembered that decision, that was holding me back massively. And not only that, subconsciously, I would, one of the big things that made me lose money, make money, lose money, make money, because deep down, a part of me was actually testing life if I lost all my money, if I, if I sabotaged my actions, if I didn't do what I needed to do, would life support me? And as soon as I got that decision, mm. that sabotage loop of testing life dissolved. So <laughs> I guess the answer to your question, I know it's a long answer, but you, know, you need to tune into <laughs> what is it you are holding yourself, other people and life to account on. And if you move forward and you take that leap of faith, what are you scared or what are you secretly wanting to get or not get? You know, what are you wanting to hear or see or experience? And even just acknowledging that helps release the attachment and it makes it easier to move forward. Yeah, I agree, man. It was when I was listening to you, it made me think about myself as a 20 early in my early 20s when I was leaning so heavily on the belief that others had in me, the reflections of other people telling me how fill in the blank that I was to lift me up because I didn't yet have it for myself. And, and I leaned so strong on that. And I think that's actually a very natural part of the process. If we go back all the way back to the difference between boy and man, I think a boy leans very heavily on the reflections and the beliefs that others have about him in order to shape and direct his experience. Whereas a man claims that authority for himself. It may not be overnight. You may not wake up one morning and suddenly nobody else's opinion really matters. But I think it's an, a very important part of the journey. And I think a lot of guys who step out of from under the wing of their parents or step out onto their own, making some money, have their own apartment, whatever it is, still are very much operating from that place of everybody. I'm, I'm still depending on everybody else's belief in me to be here. And so back to this conversation of trust, how do we generate that well of trust in ourselves so that I can believe in myself as much and then more than everybody else does? It's exactly what you said. It's experiences. It's challenging. What, what happens when I travel across the world with a one-way ticket and I don't know how I'm going to find my next meal? What, what do I do? Who shows up? And that was the first part of me cracking into my adulthood was taking that trip and saying, okay, now, now that I'm leaving my whole family, my community, everybody who knows me or knows anything about me, and stepping out into the world, what is the world going to show me? It's one of the most profound experiences of my life. And like you said, those next foot holdings start to reveal themselves, but it's just a supreme layer of trust that they, that they would. I didn't know. It was really uncomfortable. Some of the most uncomfortable moments in my life. And so just I share that because I imagine there's other guys out there thinking, I'm stuck. I don't know where to go next. I don't even know how to reveal these blocking points that I have. And the wisdom I'm hearing from both of us is, well, just step out, <laughs> step out and take, take a risk, take a risk and see what happens. Cause it's 99% of the time, it's not nearly as bad as you thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it's, it's, right. it's interesting. I, I watched, um, I watched frozen two <laughs> about two hours ago with my <laughs> daughter and she actually reminded me, I had this podcast She's like, daddy, you know, you got the podcast an hour. I was like, Oh yeah, so I have, let's get home. And um, <laughs> one, one of the lines, and obviously there's always lots of little soft disclosures in these kind of films these days. And one of the lines that this kind of sayer or seer said to, said to Elsa was, um, you know, no one, no one can see the future. You can only know the next right thing to do. And there's profoundness in that because our egos from a place of fear, we want to we wanna see everything lined up. Steps two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But the game is, the game is when you follow your gut, when you follow your feelings, when you take that leap of faith, as soon as you've taken that first step, often you quite quickly see the second step. And as soon as you take that step into the second step, then you'll see the third step. But we but we buy into this illusion, you know, there's, there's even people out there who sell courses and, you know, sell the dream that there's this, there's this golden thing you haven't found out yet. And when you find it out, everything will cascade and fall down. You'll be able to see your destiny and know your purpose. And it's just not true. Mm -hmm. It just isn't true. The game is the wonderment. The game is not knowing and being in the unknown. And for me, a true man is someone who can be courageous he hasn't got a freaking clue what is coming next. But when he tunes into his gut, when he tunes into his heart, when he tunes into his feelings, his soul, his solar plexus burns. And he's like, I don't know what is coming next, but I know this is the right direction to go because each time I've done this mm -hmm. in the past, 
it's turned out right. And I, and even if it hasn't, I'm still just going this way because I can't do anything else because this is who I am. That is, that is a man. And when you take that step, all of a sudden you're like, oh, it turned out right. And, and, I, and that, exactly what you're saying, you know, you, you do that often enough and your ego, the little boy in you starts to get on side that, oh yeah, when we get this gut feeling and we do it, something good happens. Yeah. Agreed, man. It's, it's building that muscle. It's doing your repetitions and showing your ego over and over again that, Hey, I can take this leap here. And even if I do tumble, we're still going to survive. We're not going to die. And I think there's this fear of failure is something that a lot of people talk about these days and even redefining what success actually means. Let, let me ask you that. What, what is your definition of success? So I find that that's often a very interesting space for so, people. So I, to I, love, I love that question because in honesty, until maybe a year ago, maybe even eight months ago, and for a good few years, I always had this drive. I was like, I want to teach the, te- the technique that I put together, exponential healing. I want to teach this technique to three million people, make three million people self-aware, da, 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 all this kind of stuff. And over the last year and a half in particular, as you know, I healed myself more and more, as I felt myself get more and more whole, as I let go of my family at a deeper, deeper level. Each girlfriend I've had, each time I've let them go truly and, you know, just felt energy come back to me, just more and more of my power come back and felt more peace, more presence, more love in everything I do. The more those experiences have been built upon, the less the feeling of wanting to build an empire has been there, if I'm honest. And now I'm, and now because mm-hmm. I'm, and, and even when I, you know, I do my events, it used to be, you know, how much, how much can I drill into someone's energy, you know, create change, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, the, mo- the most recent event I did, which is literally like last weekend, I said so little, I did so little. And just because of how much I'd shifted my beingness, I could just see people literally shifting and people were literally saying things mm-hmm. that they hadn't said a month ago. It was like, you know, my members or whatever else. And I was like, wow, that's because I integrated that two weeks ago. And so in conclusion, twofold, for me, it's really, truly in the moment, understanding for me, my, my model of the world, if you're on purpose, you're going to be happy. And, you know, mm. I could, I could have, I could have been spurring on to build an empire. I mean, I know how to do it. I've helped other people do it before. It's not like a massive, oh my God, could I actually do it? But what I realize now is the path I'm on more now. I'm just super happy all the time. I'm just, I'm just feeling love all the time. I'm feeling peace and presence in every little thing I do. And to me, that is, that is what my soul is coming to experience. That's success. Being able to continually strip away the BS of what success is supposed to be and actually get into your own self and being happy in your own self and knowing your own self that every little thing I do, I feel awesome. To me, that's success. And I know many entrepreneurs who are making 10 times what I'm making and they're not as happy in their relationships, not as happy in their family life, not as healthy, not as in flow, and just not enjoying life as much. So for me, it's definitely pivoted in the last year and a bit towards that. And then the second aspect, with building empire and all that kind of stuff, I really, like I said, last event, how it was, I really started to notice and actually realize actually the best thing I can do, the the most successful person I can be, is being an example to all the other healers, coaches, whatever you want to call them, being an example that you can have it all. You can be in amazing shape, have an amazing relationship, amazing family relationship, travel the world, make a ton of money, shift loads of people. And I realized actually, do you know what, what the world needs is someone to be an example of that. The world doesn't need another mm-hmm. mind valley. And again, that's me being okay with my ascribed models of success, letting that go and actually realizing actually, do you know what? I just want to be like, the best kick-ass human I can be on all on all levels. You know, guitar playing, cage fighting, loving, spiritual, healer, walking the planet that other people look at and go, wow, he's got it all. I didn't know it was possible. And shifting them, even if just one person. And, I've, and I, so I feel that's the kind of two-pronged attack that success has definitely kind of moved towards now. Yeah, man. I, I love that. I think it's such a rich dialogue because my first entrepreneurial venture before anything related to Rising Man was about four years ago. And uh, I went in on it with two of my really close friends. We had this vision of creating this online platform, mostly around exercise and health and wellness. And we went for it. And it was such an edge, especially for, I'll speak for myself, the other two guys as well. We had our own discomforts with going into it, but none of us had really done what we were doing before. And so it was so scary. We were putting up our own money. You know, I had just had a kid. And so it was logically, it wasn't the time to do something like that, but of course it was. And we enrolled in this in this program to help us figure out how to generate a funnel, all this stuff. The program was, was speaking about a lot of stuff around mindset that 
well, you got to believe that you can make this much money in it. There was a lot of practices around declaring how much money you want to have in your life. And this is only four years ago. And I was, I remember writing out mantras for myself every day. And I was talking about wanting to make, you know, $500,000 a year doing X, Y, and Z and just declaring that every day. It's so funny to look back on that because where I stand today is much more of a reflection of what you shared. Not that I've made $500,000 and I'm looking back and seeing what I want. I still haven't hit that mark. But over the years, my vision, my actual desires for what I want have clarified that when I was 10, 15, 10, between 10 and 15 years old, and I first started to imagine the kind of life I wanted, it was that I wanted to be a husband and a father. It was really simple. I didn't, you know, I didn't, there wasn't even podcasting then. So I couldn't dream of being a podcaster (laughs) or any of this stuff, but I just wanted to be a husband and a father. And if I look, I've I've already done that and I'm doing a really kick-ass job at that. And so everything in addition to that right now, if I really look back on probably the longest vision I've held in my life, I've already hit it. Of course, there's more I want to do with my life. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But I think a lot of times we look and we create these ideas and perceptions of what we have to do to be successful, to make a mark, to make an impact. And every single one of us has a different impact to make. And I don't think one is greater than another. I always say all the, the most important job any of us can have is to be, like you said, a good example. I usually say to be a parent. That's the most important job on the, on the planet. And you don't, I don't actually believe you have to have your own biological kids to be a parent. Uncles and aunties are just as important. So really ushering in this next generation, I think, is the most important thing any of us can do, hand in hand with taking care of our environment and the home that we're handing off to these kids. So outside of that, it's like Yeah, I I love what you're saying, Jenny. You know, if anyone doesn't know 100 Monkey Syndrome, look it up on Google. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, what what you're sharing, even you just making that pivot to, do you know what? I want to be the best dad I can be, have a family, be an amazing husband, you even just making that declaration and achieving it, you know, there are, there are men all over the planet energetically being given permission to have courage to actually say, yeah, this is, this is what I want. And, you know, the, the fascinating thing on this journey for me, and it took me a while to notice this, is each time I followed my gut, each time I went for something that my gut told me I wanted to do, and the amount of times I was like, I even know how this financially is going to work out, but it's just what I'm being guided to do. And every single time, financially, I was taken care of, you know? So even, even the idea of making X amount of money, then I can have a certain life I want. If you truly want to have an experience, if in your heart of hearts desire on a soul level and a egoic level, you really truly want something, you just go for that. The money, the money, if you truly, the money will come. But if you're working the other way around, oh, I just want to make X amount of money. To me, it's, it's, it, obviously, of course it is possible. I've seen plenty of do it, but it's, more incongruent journey, which I think can be a lot more tiring and a lot harder because you're going against the grain of that part of you that is here incarnate in a human body that is here to experience life. That's what you're here to experience, mm-hmm. not accumulate money. Or maybe your soul has got that journey. Mm-hmm. But to me, a lot of people, we're not here just to accumulate money. We're here to have experiences, connect with people, be more present, feel love. We're, we're here to have all those experiences. So whatever you want, just tuning into yourself and being honest to yourself. Actually, this is what I really want. No matter what anyone else says about it, it doesn't matter. If you have that heart's desire, trust that the universe will align and move mountains for you if that is something you're supposed to have, and then you'll have it. Oh, man. I mean, you're speaking my experience exactly because as that pivot started to change, once that first entrepreneurial venture was complete and Rising Man was born and I started it up, I was approaching it with a different mentality. I still have the goal and the objective of everything Rising Man being all I have to do to take care of me and my family. It's not my reality today. So it's still a goal that I have, but it's not the singular driving factor for what I do. By far, it's not. There's there's so much more behind the, the message and the mission of Rising Man. And folks who've been listening, they know that. I talk about this all the time. But in letting that part of it go, in letting the part that had to be about making X amount of dollars so that fill in the blank... It's, it started to happen. Like you said, it's like the, the, the obstacle was removed because it was my own belief and incongruency in the intention. You know, there's so much more heart behind Rising Man than there was in my previous venture that it's filling that void. I think that that's the currency that this really needed. And I proved to myself because I, I had this story that I can't give my heart fully to something that I'm passionate about until it also takes care of me because logically I have a family. I got to pay bills like the rest of us do. But, and that belief really messed me up. It really blocked 
my ability to actually generate income from what I do. And then I, I flipped it around and I said, you know what, by any means necessary, I'm going to make this happen, even if I have to. And then, you know, the cascade of things I've had to do to make this continue to work. And and now it's all flipping around and now it's starting to take care of me because I, I think I demonstrated to myself and to the universe, whatever you want to call it, that level of commitment that by any means necessary, I'm going to do what I do because I'm that compelled. And there's something really valuable in that too, that I think a lot of, I'm sure a lot of guys can relate to this. Well, I'll do this if it takes care of me without saying, well, I'm gonna do it anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll trust that I get taken care of later. And it's, it's, something, it's something I spoke about at my last event and my last retreat, actually. I love the analogy, right? So imagine, let's, let's just take Roger Federer, right? And imagine, imagine, you know, obviously Roger Federer, he's, you know, by the time he's finished playing, he's probably going to be the greatest, undisputed, greatest of all time tennis player in terms of amount of matches he's won, amount of slams he's won, everything, right? And imagine you went into a parallel universe and Roger Federer, you saw him like, and there's nothing against this if this is your life, but like, you know, and you, and you bumped into Roger Federer and he's working in your, in your local, I guess you guys call it grocery store, right? He's working in your local gro- uh-huh. grocery store. And you're, and, you're, and you're kind of double checking like, what? And he's, and he's, and he's there and he's, he's friendly enough or whatever else. And, and, you, and you, anyway, you, you get, you, and you're like, holy shit, this, this, is, this is Roger Federer and he's, he's worked at a supermarket. He needs to be out there with a tennis racket, right? He needs to be expressing himself in some level. And of course, he started when he was young and you, and you can give all that kind of dialogue. But the bottom line is, in this power universe, Roger Federer, for one reason or another, he decided not to follow through with tennis. And then you take him aside, you're like, Roger, dude, you ever thought about playing tennis? He's like, well, you know, this thing happened with my dad. And ever since then, I've never really picked up the tennis racket. And he may, you know, having not played all those years, he's not exactly going to go straight onto the circuit and win grand slams. But guarantee he's still got that talent. He might become area champion or whatever else. But the bottom line is, once he picked up the tennis racket, he would truly be happy. He would be on purpose. He'd be on path. And my belief is, because I've seen it many times, when you are supposed to do something, when there is something deep in your core that you are supposed to do, like I said, the universe moves mountains. So it might be that someone has been doing something for 10 years, but if you are supposed to be, you are like God-given, universe-given, gifted in that, or supposed to inspire other people, or supposed to lead other people, you'll be given the gifts, and it might only take you two years. So literally get to the same level mm. as someone else has been floundering around for 10 years because that is your destiny. That is what you're supposed to, you're here to do. That is what lights you up. So, you know, I think that so often there's so much internal dialogue. I'm too old or I don't have enough time or cost too much, or whatever else. And when we actually finally bite the bullet and go, actually, do you know what? It doesn't matter that I'm 40. It doesn't matter that I'm 50 or even 20 year olds. I remember when I was 20, I used to run this internal dialogue. When we actually follow our heart and do the thing that we feel the niggle to do, it is amazing how quickly things can cascade and fall into place in our favor once we, like you're saying, commit to it and just go, actually, do you know what? I'm 100% all in. And for me, the univ- you, know, you only have to look at universal laws. The universe rewards discipline. The universe rewards commitment. Universe rewards focus because it then knows you are taking it seriously and it will assist you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And I'll also say, and not it doesn't always line up that way. It's not, I don't want to create any expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, well, if you, if, you, if you follow that path and then two years later, okay, I just got to make it through the first two years. It may be longer yeah, yeah, yeah. than that. But in the meantime, I know for me, shifting my attention to how fortunate I am to be able to create the circumstances that allow me to to podcast, to create conversations with other men about what it means to be a man on this planet how fortunate am I to be able to do this, that I have my other job that supplements my income that allows me to, you know, it puts me back in the position of authority. It puts me back in the driver's seat instead of waiting for the universe to somehow take care of me. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to trust the universe. I'm not going to wait for the universe to do all of the dirty work. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to at least meet the universe halfway. I'll even go three quarters of the way and let universe do the rest. You know? Yeah. It's such a great dialogue. I, you know, we started this conversation. I wasn't sure exactly where we were going to go, but it's it's good to reignite this, especially in this day and age. There's so many people out there who are experiencing levels of dissatisfaction, not feeling fulfilled in what they're doing. And I think that I've got a term that I like to use called the do whatever it takes, man. The guy who just does whatever it takes to fulfill on that vision that he has. A lot of, a lot of times we don't give ourselves permission to even look at that or, or claim that vision that we have. But if you're able to see it, 
that I'm going to do whatever it takes, no matter what the cost. I'm going to make, I'm going to go for that success or failure, whether I hit the target or not, I'm going to go towards it. I think that's the spirit behind what you and I are talking about here of just make it happen. Do do everything in your power to to make the universe line up for you. Here's another point I want to make, Jaddy, right? And this is for anyone who's listening. They're like, yeah, but guys, I've done that. And now I've got this place of dissatisfaction. (laughs) Here's the thing, right? And this is obviously, I'm very much on a soul kind of, point of view, right? But maybe just maybe your soul is so growth obsessed. It's so hungry for different experiences. Maybe you've done those two years, these, these illustrious two years. Let's say you've done those two years and then your soul's like, cool, I am now a better speaker or now I've made those connections. Now I want to move on to the next thing. Now I want to move on to the next thing. You know, and it's, you know, I even see people in our world and I can even say for myself, I haven't actually officially announced this yet, but screw it. I'm going to say it now. So, you know, what, what built my <laughs> business up? for the first two, two and a bit years was having a free Facebook group. And I just answered those questions, did loads of content that built my business basically. And now the signs are very clear. You know, the inspiration has, has completely gone and the signs are very clear. And I've kind of seen and felt the inspiration to like the next calling and the next thing. And I'm going to shut that Facebook group down. And, you know, we're moving, we're moving towards different ways of getting traffic, but not just that, the, the pull, the calling I feel towards the next part of the business it would only be from a place of fear that I would stay ticking over the old thing just because that worked up until this point. And you, and you can look at it from a human marketing perspective. I did many years of marketing before I got into this. I understand marketing. I understand you know, minimum effective dose each day and keeping things ticking over. But I have, to, I have to listen to my soul. I have to listen to my inspiration and trust that the completely new direction that I want to go in is, is going to work out for me because... A, I feel inspired. B, because I feel inspired, I'm going to work my freaking ass off and love it and enjoy it. And thirdly, I'm going to be infinitely happier. And that's what it's all about anyway. You know, so even if you yeah. worked on something, it could be, Jetty, that you do this podcast for another year and all of a sudden you're like, shit, I'm not inspired anymore. And it might be that you've met all the people you're supposed to meet. And then you decide, actually, I'm going to do men's events and make, you know, viral men's videos to wake up. The, the masses in a more commercial way and you've literally built up all the skills, all the knowledge, all the connections and it's developed you as a human doing this podcast and then your soul goes, no, I'm, I've done that podcast now. We've got all the skills. Let's move on to the next thing. And it'd only be a fear that would stop you. It would go, oh, actually, I just need to keep doing it because what will people think or I'm supposed to do it or where will I get my traffic from or I've put so much time into it. So, you know, and this, and this is what I've seen. And I think, you know, with, with the times we have right now, everything is moving at a much faster pace and, it, and it's to be okay with that. And if you can keep, you know, that original question you asked, what's the difference between a boy and a man? I think the man is the man that has the courage and whatever his heart is saying, whatever his heart is showing, he's willing to take that leap of faith again and again and again. And each time he does, he keeps growing, he keeps moving for more experiences and eventually his beingness his mindset, his physicality, everything, his emotional well-being, everything will keep upgrading because he's willing to take those leaps. Yeah, man. I, I agree a thousand, a thousand percent. That's, that's just the journey that all of us get to embrace is, is that that journey of growth, the, the journey of, of not knowing exactly where we're going to end up. And the last thing I'll say before we start to wrap up here, because I'm sure we can go on forever. A friend once told me about this theory of the law of transference, that any skill that you generate, he used the example because he was a gamer. He said, let's take video gaming, because it seems to be one of the one of those things that gets a lot of people look at that and say that's just a complete waste of time you know it, and folks out there are investing you know 80 100 plus hours a week in gaming and he said okay so let's look at one of those games that teaches you organization and resource management and problem solving and commitment and persistence you know you, you in some of these games you you try a quest over and over and you fail and you keep coming back and going for it until you succeed on it. He said, those skills are transferable to other areas of life. If you could only get out from under the way that you're investing or trying on those skills, they will, they will transfer elsewhere. So this thought that sometimes we may be doing something, you said for me, the podcast, the thought that may, well, I've done the podcast for two years. I can't give it up now because uh, it'll have been a waste of time. I'll, I'll have done that. And, and, and I won't have anything to show for it. It's like, nah, man, when you're really listening to that inspiration and trusting that everything that you're doing today in this day, in some form or fashion is serving and preparing you for the next thing. There is no waste of time. There is, there is no way that we could be wasting our time. I, I was thinking about that. Like it was rekindled for me in what you were sharing this. You got to go with that inspiration, man. Cause if there's not, if it's, if you're doing uninspired work, it's dead exactly. already. 
right? It's dead in the water. Yeah, exactly. And I chose you when I was saying it, I was thinking of saying that as well before. I've talked long enough, so I'm, I'm glad you said it. And yeah, 100%. And, I'm, and I think, you know, this is a great exercise. Anyone listening, if you are questioning, you know, what you're currently doing now and any of those jobs, even like the job you did when you were 18, working in the local hardware store or whatever, you know, look back and you will always be able to find the growth. You'll always be able to find how it has contributed to what you're doing right now on some level. Always, always, always. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm loving it, loving it. Yeah, yeah. you just got to know that you'll be able to connect the dots 10 years down the road you, when you look back yeah. on it. You can't figure it out ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Beautiful, man. Well, listen, it's, it's been an awesome conversation. I, I'm really grateful that you brought so much wisdom and a great dialogue that I wasn't expecting. So thank you for that. I want to ask you a couple of just quick lightning round style questions before you tell us where to find you and how guys can get to working with you. Yeah, go for All it. Right? Cool. So what's one thing you've learned in your life you wish you knew back when you were 18? <sighs> We've been talking about it. I think a lot of times between my eight, between 18 and, and 25, a lot of times my gut was flagging, saying something was wrong, and I was and I and I pushed for it anyway. And I mm. think and I think you can still do that with awareness. If you go, okay, my gut ain't right, I'm gonna do this anyway and see what happens. Okay, let me remember the fact that my gut was saying no and it didn't go well. Let me remember for next time. But I did that over and over and over and over because I didn't trust myself. I didn't understand, you know, I, I was naive, you know, I got ripped off for a lot of money, all these kind of things. And so, yeah, trust, trust my gut. And I, and I want to say a second one, you know, I really, I really lacked, and of course it goes back to childhood stuff, whatever else, but I really lacked the courage to speak my truth in so many different areas and arenas. Mm. And, you know, it took a long time for me to really develop that skill. And even, even now being on a podcast, I couldn't have done this not that many years ago, you know, and that was a real journey mm-hmm. for me. But I think even just telling my younger self, look, I know it's scary. I know you're just scared of speaking the truth and, that girl might go crazy on you or speaking the truth to that guy and you know he's he's gonna he's gonna judge you or whatever, but just speak your truth and breathe into your body and just take that leap of faith of speaking your truth and it will always go better, you know. Well not always, but most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That, those are good ones, man. I, I, those would have been hard for me to, to hear at 18 and I, I wish somebody would have whispered it in my ear yeah, a few definitely. times. All right. And then what do you think is the most important value to have as a man? <sighs> I don't know if this is, I don't know if this counts, but honesty with yourself. So kind of follow from mm. the speaking the truth bit. I think it's, you know, when you, let's just say, I think many a time, you know, I was in a relationship and my internal dialogue wasn't happy or I wasn't getting what I wanted and I wasn't honest with myself, you know, if I was in a, in a job or any kind of, kind of relationship or yeah, just not being honest with myself of why I really wanted something why I was really doing it, even even going to the gym, you know, even going to the gym. If I dug deeper earlier, I would have realized my motivations for going to the gym were what I thought a man was supposed to be. So I had all this ascribed meaning that a man is supposed to be strong and all this kind of stuff. So I was always trying to mm. hit these personal bests, always get myself injured. And if I if I dug a bit deeper, I would have found that truth sooner, and it would have just made my life lighter and easier and less encumbered. And I would have been less numb, you know, if I, if I just really asked myself what I really want, okay, this feeling of what I want, how will that allow me to feel, what will that mean to me? And really ask myself those questions and checking in, it would have, it would have, it would have just lightened the load, made things a lot more seamless and ease and grace. Yeah, man. I completely agree with that. Truth with self. I love that. So last but not least, where do you want to direct the good folks to where they can follow you, find you, work with you, support your work, your mission and your cause? Really simple. Just find me on Facebook. Duke Sayer, D-U-K-E-S-A-Y-E-R. Website of the same name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we are actually currently changing things or rebuilding things or whatever, but Facebook's the one. Just message me on Facebook. And um, if you're on Instagram, Duke Sayer Reality Architect. I've been on Facebook jail for the last few weeks. Finally came back to the UK and was <laughs> able to, literally today, was able to prove who I was. But yeah, other than, other than that, it's <laughs> the longest I've ever been off social media. Other than that, I'm on social media every day shoot me a message. Yeah, I look forward to connecting. Awesome, man. Well, we'll definitely put the links up in the show notes and I appreciate you making the time to have this conversation, bringing all your knowledge and experience to the table, man. It's, it's truly valuable. So thank you for doing that. And especially thanks for dropping the the wisdom from the Disney movies. I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's good to remember that, you know, there's they're dropping some truth bombs. You know, they're sneaking what, it in. It's it, subtle, the, but the, it's the good. One, the one I loved was when... Um, Oh, what's his name? Olaf, the snowman thing, whatever he is, right? And um, and they said, and they uh-huh. said to Olaf, "Oh, tell us, 
tell us that wisdom that you were sharing earlier on. And he starts dropping all these snippets of wisdom and they just slightly drop it in there. He goes, oh, what? You mean the one about advanced AI taking over the world and it being really great for us, but at the same time being the end of us? And then the girl's like, no, 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 the other one. And they just, they just drop these little snippets in, you know? And I'm just, I'm like, it's nice, it's nice. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Uh, well, blessings to you, my brother. I'm really grateful to connect with you and we'll have to do this again sometime, man. Thanks for being on here. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me, Jelly. Awesome, dude. You got it, brother. This was one of those episodes where it was just so easy to flow with Duke. I really enjoyed so much of what he had to say and what he had to share, especially his words about how to face off with adversity. It's been a big topic in my life. You know, I was just on a conversation earlier today with a brother of mine sharing with him how I was like, oh, things are starting to level off. And just when I think I'm starting to hit my stride, new challenges arise. <laughs> and admittedly, I was like, ah, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want this. I wanted to just keep cruising but that's not the name of the game that's not what we're here to do that's not what we're about so onward and upward and uh, hopefully you got as much value from this conversation as i did i really enjoyed chatting with duke if you are appreciating what you're getting from the podcast and you want to take this deeper it's only going to happen by spending time with other men other fellows who are in this work and if you can't figure out how to create that where you live in your immediate environment then join us in the rising man fire circles there's no reason not to if you have a wi-fi signal and you're looking for a men's circle it's here and it's waiting for you we've got over 55 guys from all over the world now and it's strong it's a strong community so come and be a part of that and if you're feeling the call to mark your passage into manhood to clarify your purpose then apply to join us on our spring compass group all that information is over at risingman.org including show notes with links and resources for this and every episode of the Rising Man podcast. Please subscribe and follow us wherever you're listening to the podcast so you get notifications every time a new episode drops. Leave those reviews, leave those comments, those five-star ratings if you think we deserve it because Rising Man is rising up the charts because of you, because of what you're saying, because of the reviews and the ratings that you're leaving. So keep doing that so that we can show up in front of more men's eyes and reach more men across the world. Check us out on Instagram at Rising Man Movement and our new YouTube channel, which the link is in the show notes by this time next week we will have hit 100 subscribers so if you're hearing this we've probably only got a couple more subscribers to go before we hit that magical 100 number and they let us create our own custom url so if you're number 100 then i'm just making this up on the fly i'll come up with some special giveaway for you so go ahead and make sure you subscribe and help us out get to that number one hundo shout out to sean offenbach my man rowan tyne julian subic and mark rose the power squad making sure the rising man podcast keeps happening if it wasn't for you guys guys we wouldn't be here today so thank you guys for everything that you do and all y'all listening out there thank you thank you for tuning in thank you for believing in the rising man and supporting what we're doing here until next time rise up and claim your destiny